0: School's back in session, and with it might come a little bit or a lot of bit of anxiety for kids. But experiencing new situations isn't the only time kids get anxiety. Join me today as I discuss what symptoms and solutions there are for our children when they experience anxiety. I'm Annalise Lucero, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. And welcome to the good, the bad, the family. I'm really excited that you join me today in this conversation that I'm having with myself about anxiety. And I appreciate you listening. And I hope you learned something today. Um, I know I'm always learning from clients and family members and friends and their experience with their own kids. And I just wanted to put together, you know, a short little concise Podcast about my thoughts on anxiety and kids. And I think this is a really appropriate time because right now, most of our kids are going back to school. And alongside that, the Delta variant in COVID world is rising and cases are rising. And it brings a lot of insecurities, especially for some of our older kids who kind of have an understanding of what's going on. So I thought for some parents, it might be really beneficial to talk about anxiety symptoms in kids and what can we do about it? So of course, everything I say here is going to have to be kind of gauged on the age of your child. Um, You know, some kids don't have the words to express their anxiety feelings and they might express or share the symptoms of anxiety. Like um, I hear often, Kids who have anxiety will say that they have a tummy ache or a stomach ache. And as an adult, when we feel that kind of like, you know, gurgle in our stomach or our gut is getting nervous and maybe our heart's racing and feels just so tight and tense in our stomach and abdomen, we, we associate that with maybe anxiety or nervousness or stress. And we have words to verbalize that experience. But our, our little ones, especially, you know, little, little kids as they as they come of age they might get those words if we teach them which is another big part of this but right now they don't have that and so they might say my stomach hurts or i feel sick and you know it's kind of up to us as parents to interpret well what does that mean and so i think you know talking about some of the other symptoms of anxiety is important because then we can sort of assess is this Anxiety? Is this a stomach bug? Did you drink too much pool water? Are you hungry? Do you need to poop? All these really important questions kind of deciphering what's happening with my kid. Now, for older kids like teenagers, we hope that they've learned from earlier experiences with parents and teachers and loved ones that that feeling is anxiety and they can come to you and say that. I'm feeling nervous about the first day of school. I have a lot of anxiety and tension around being accepted by people and especially with COVID, older kids and teenagers might want to talk about that with you and might want to express their feelings about fear of getting it or fear of, you know, being judged for getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine or being judged for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. And it's a lot, a lot of things in the world right now that can cause anxiety. So What does it look like beyond a tummy ache, right? The CDC says that anxiety may present in children as anger, irritability, fatigue, trouble sleeping, headaches, and stomach aches. That sounds like all the symptoms that I have when I have anxiety. But how do we know when our child is irritable, angry, fatigued, they're not sleeping, they have headaches? How do we know that that's related to anxiety? Well, I think it's really important that we first don't minimize those feelings, right? And I, I think I have like a a five to dos, a five must to dos for parents. And um, before I get to that, I kind of want to say like, this is hard stuff. Okay, this is a hard topic. This is a hard issue, and there are a lot of people who have different opinions, different approaches. And this is just my approach. This is just in my experience as a parent, as a family and child therapist, what I have done. But also I think this is just a small part of it because this is a podcast on the internet and this isn't a relationship that I have with you or your child. And it's not the relationship you have with your child. So I think kind of take these things as helpful tips or guides this isn't like solid stone. I think it's more important that the relationship you have with your kid determines and dictates what you do to help your child through anxiety. And I feel that way about so many other like self-help books and self-help podcasts and self-help TikToks, which TikTok therapy is a topic for a whole other podcast. But anyway, back to this. So, I think that sometimes kids just need to be seen. And they need to be reassured that their parent is there with them. And, you know, oftentimes we try to fix things or give recommendations, especially with our older kids. You know, we say, try this, or maybe if you do this, it'll help. We're kind of making things worse, and they might shut down or spiral even further into anxiety and have panic attacks. And I think one of the most powerful things a parent can do for their child is validate them. And just reassure them that they're there. You know, you might not understand why your child is anxious or understand what they're anxious about. But if you can reassure them and say like, hey, I'm here. I see you. I see you struggling. I see that this is hard for you. You know, even just the first day of school getting out the door, it might be really hard for your kid. And the more you push them to the door, the more they're going to resist because they don't feel safe. And so it's really important to help our kids feel safe emotionally and physically. And with anxiety, that reassurance and validation, five minutes that you give five minutes just to sit and say, I'm here with you. I'm going to hold your hand until you're ready to go. We've got this. I love you. I support you. I hear your anxieties. I see your anxieties. And that five minutes It can come and go and blow with the wind and your child will feel reassured validated and they might just move on and in serious cases they might need more help but i think with a lot of little kids especially they just need that reassurance and i think some really helpful things that we can say to our kids is i can see this is really bothering you i'm here for you and not only does that validate them but you're also teaching them the language the language of how to describe or how to express themselves and how to relate to other people, right? Because now instead of just being angry and irritable, they can say, something's bothering me. It's all kind of like step-by-step process of learning how to communicate feelings. And it all starts with the relationship you have with your kid. Another really good thing to say might be, I know that you're nervous about your first day of school. It can be scary to start something new. And right there, you're just sort of, Reaching out and connecting with your child. You seem angry. When you're ready to talk, I'm here to listen. And not matching their level of anger and having this, you know, this fight of words or emotions, but really just sort of stepping back and saying, wow, this is, this is not normal for my child. Something's going on. I see what's happening and I'm here for you. And I think it's really important to try and avoid shutting your kids down. I mean, it can be really difficult for children to open up about their feelings and be vulnerable to ask for help. And these are not just moments to help your child feel loved and supported, but also moments to teach your children how to cope with feelings. Left unchecked, these feelings can grow into maladaptive coping skills that can make life as an adult more challenging. You know, and I think normalizing this topic of conversation, mental health, feelings, emotions, this is all new stuff. And we're in a position now to empower our kids in ways that we were never empowered. And I certainly know I could have benefited from more coping skills going through college and young adulthood. And I didn't get those skills until I started my own therapy. And, and I just don't think it was ever really talked about or normalized or You know, culture really didn't support expressing feelings or even letting children express feelings. You know, kids are supposed to be seen, not heard. And anytime you have a feeling, you're being really ungrateful. You're angry about going to school. You should be glad you get to go to school. Well, that's not really realistic in helping kids cope with anxiety about going to school and with social media and how the world is, with the news being so accessible, kids are experiencing a whole different reality than we did. And so... These are my five top five must do's for parents. Okay. And, and again, this is from my experience. And I think that you can take these and, you know, massage them into ways that work for you and your family, or maybe add some of your own or some of these would work for you. But I think, I think they're kind of good. And so I'm really excited to share them. So number one, validate your child's feelings. This is really hard and really important and probably the most important. And if it's the only one you're able to do, it's going to be the most effective. You have kind of talked about that in ways that you can do that. But validation doesn't mean that you're agreeing or even understanding necessarily why they're doing it. But you see and recognize and you call attention to it. And a lot of times that's just what kids need. So validating feelings is just saying you seem angry, you seem upset, you seem sad, you seem nervous. And when they're crying or they're upset, not asking them to stop, you know, never ever say stop crying or what are you crying about? Or I'm going to give you something to cry about. (gasps) That can be just like immediate child will close off, shut down, and think about it from your perspective as an adult. If you're expressing to your partner or to your loved one, or even to your boss, hey, this is really stressing me out, or "You know, I can't meet this mark, or I'm struggling and I need your help. And they're like, um, no, 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 you can't feel that way. I would imagine that would cause a lot more stress in your life. And so when we do that to our kids, and we try to control how they feel, Well, they're going to resist that control. And then I think the result might be teenagers who stop coming to their parents for support and nurturing. And so right then as young children, when they experience anxiety is a moment to validate them and connect with them. And I think it's important to acknowledge. So this is my number two, acknowledge that whatever they're feeling is important to you. Even if you think their worry is silly or small, you want to make sure that you acknowledge that you see it and it's important to you because it might be small to you, but in their world, it's taking up a big space. And I think with kids, we often think like, what do they have to be worried about? What do they have to be anxious about? Well, they have a lot to be anxious about and that doesn't mean kids all around the world are running around anxious, but I think we've seen, you know, in statistics and data that anxiety, depression, mental health issues are increasing in teenagers at a very rapid pace. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But I do think a big way to fight that is through relationships and through family and through connecting with one another, seeing one another and saying, you're important to me and you're valuable to me and your experience is important to me. And that relationship can help heal our children. So, you know, we use that relationship to heal anxiety. Number three, try asking your child if the expression of their feelings is helpful or hurtful. You know, I don't ever support this like free reign of expression, right? I'm not for expressing anger through physical ways of violence. Violence is a no. We don't hurt ourselves. We don't hurt others. And we don't hurt our environment. And I think that's something I've talked about in, parent, in my parenting podcast. And so the same thing is for anxiety. When we express our anxiety, we have to help our children and guide our children towards helpful, healthy ways of expressing anxiety. You know, when your child's angry and irritable, and they express that through violent behavior, hitting, and, you know, older kids might cut those are not helpful those are not healthy behaviors they're not healthy coping skills and so we need to ask from starting at a young age okay is this crying this hyperventilating almost is this helping you is this helping you to feel better and they can self reflect no no it's not and maybe it is maybe crying is helping them and then it gives us insight to know that okay i need to let my child cry a little bit more and and guide them through what's helpful, what's hurtful, and what can cause more damage. You know, kids go in cycles and if they have this expression and then they regret later that they've broken their favorite toy or they've hurt themselves and that guilt and shame, we want to stop that cycle before it happens. And so I think that can really happen if we help our child find healthy coping skills. Number four is really important. Check in with yourself acknowledge any stress or anxiety you may be feeling. Sometimes our children can trigger us. It just happens. It just happens. And we come with our own history, our own baggage to parenting. And sometimes our kids trigger us and it's nothing that we should be ashamed of, but it's definitely something we need to be aware of. And so check in with yourself and acknowledge if you're being triggered, acknowledge if you have stress and anxiety, Certainly, my child, my third son, started kindergarten. I have anxiety about it. I'm nervous. I'm also really excited for him. But also, COVID has changed the first day of school and children's experience in education. And I had some stress and anxiety about that. And I needed to check in with myself and make sure I wasn't putting all of that on my kids. And letting them have the space to have their own worries and concerns. Because surprisingly, my kids were not very stressed out about it. Um, You know, maybe a little bit nervous about being judged for their clothing choices, but I think they were all right. Um, Okay, I sort of got sidetracked there thinking about my own kids. Okay, so I think when we check in with ourselves, we can be, you know, more informed on where we're at and make an informed decision so we know that our own stuff's not getting in the way. And this awareness can be a really great tool to help us connect to our child by sharing maybe age appropriate disclosures about our own feelings. So, you know, if if your little kindergartner is stressed out about going to a new place, you can share. like, I get nervous about going to new places too. Let's hold hands when we walk to school together. You know, or I get nervous and sometimes, you know, I like to talk about it. Do you want to talk to me about it? And try to open that door without sort of giving these sort of closed ended discussion points like, well, you know, I get nervous too, but I just push through it. Well, that doesn't really open the door to connection with your child because they're struggling to push through it and they need your guidance, not a push out the door. So, you know, really checking in with yourself is important. And I think number five, seek help and support. If your child's daily tasks like eating, sleeping, playing, going to school are negatively impacted by their anxiety, you know, worries come in and out of our day. But if it's really having this long lasting effect where their play is disruptive, they're not sleeping and not eating because their stomach's hurting all the time. They don't want to go to school for days on end they stop playing with friends. Like those are signs that something serious is happening and really go seek help. Go get professional support because your child deserves to have the best treatment for things that they're not prepared to cope with. And some things we're not prepared to cope with. And I think that it's really, really important to give that child, your child, the awareness that they're valuable. Like, you're valuable to me, and I want you to get the best help, the best support that you can get. And, you know, going to your primary care doctor, making an appointment with a professional counselor, those are all ways that you can sort of open the door to getting professional help that will go beyond, you know, these basic day-to-day skills. really grateful that you joined me today. And I know there was a lot of information and content in this podcast, and it's so different from any other one that I've done, but I felt like it was something I'm really passionate about and something I really wanted to share with everybody. And I'm just, I'm grateful that you were here and I hope that there was something you could take away from it. And I look forward to you joining me on my next podcast. If you want to hear more, please subscribe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a Lucero MFT. If you'd like to share a story about your family, you can email me at contact at Annalise Lucero MFT.com. I'm a licensed and trained marriage and family therapist but this podcast is not a replacement for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area.